0: Why should your right to freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended?
1: Because in order
0: to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You know, like you're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, I'm I'm very glad I put you on the spot. (laughs) Well, I'm you get my that po- I have but you get my, my point. Right? You get my point. It's like you're you're doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on, so and that is f- what you should do. But you're do you exercising you think- your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me, and that's fine. I think more power to you, as far as I'm concerned. Except so you haven't
1: sat there and. <laughs>
0: this is bullshit. America's leading industry is still the manufacture, distribution, packaging, and marketing of bullshit. Just do it, get it over with.
1: Not sponsored by. <laughs> Elysian, it's a beer. You don't know you pronounce it Elysian. Uh, no, I don't, cause it's Elysian. Are you sure? Cause it's got my name in it. <laughs> <laughs> Elysian. Yeah. Elysian. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So basically, we're this is, a, this is a pretty cool beer. It's blood orange pale. It's uh basically just a. Uh des- a description. It's, okay. it's a description of Ian's face. Super fuzz. Blood orange. Oh su- oh super fuzz. Gotcha. <laughs> You're like
1: blood orange? <laughs> Jesus. It's like uh, Jesus, you fucking moron. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well Hey
1: guys. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the necessary, necessary Bullshit, bullshit Podcast. podcast.
0: Woo! We're here. We are an experimental, ongoing conversation. I was about to say, we are here today. I was about to go into like the episode number, all that stuff, but I forgot a little bit there. Uh, Experimental, ongoing conversation between a progressive and a libertarian. Yes, and we are here to promote what, Ian?
1: I can't remember. No, uh, it's uh, (laughs) self-education, intellectual skepticism, and deep, deep in those minds conversations. Deep conversation. Yeah. Welcome to the NBS News Hour. Uh, we're not doing an news We're not doing an NBS <laughs> So what I, are I we doing, put, Ian? Let's yeah. just get into this. Let's so, just go
0: right right into the fun stuff, guys. So Skipping NBS News. You know, up, so.
1: guys, how much I love YouTube. I think I bring it up. <laughs> I, there's, I love watching YouTube. I'm pretty
0: sure good. I have a tally where it's been over thirty times where Ian has tried to get me to join YouTube Red. Yeah, and I tell him this, no.
1: It's not a porn thing. It's just. <laughs> I swear, it's just like no ad, that's great. Anyway, so I like I do, I search for videos on Nietzsche, you know, to try and like delve deep into his work as much as I can. Sure enough, I was uh made aware of this video uh called The Aesthetics of Intellectualism or Why Nietzsche Sucks. <laughs> so of course I was intrigued. Oh, I bet. I was like, okay, I've gotta watch this. Turns out completely different than I thought it was going to be. Nietzsche is really not mentioned. A very minor part yeah. of that conversation. But. Which, out of the 30-whatever-minute video. Interesting video. Yeah, 35 minutes. Interesting yeah. video nonetheless. It's by. It's from this channel, uh, this guy named Curio. I don't know if he identifies as a guy. Um, it's, he's <laughs> it's basically this. I'm I looking through some of his videos, and a lot of them are kind of Marxist takes on... Uh, Video games and other media film, um, like Spider-Man, a lot of video game stuff. Anyway, it was basically a critique of the IDW, or the Intellectual Dark Web, as it's known. We've kind of talked about it before on the podcast, in sort of helping inspire what we think about. not only that, you've also
0: hinted to this episode that we're going to do, in a sense, because... You know, in in the past couple episodes, when I brought up the IDW, you know, you Ian have mentioned a couple times, like, "Ooh, is it is it even you know good to bring that up?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that even before you stumbled across this, you were already starting to get the vibe that you know these people that are that are promoting this kind of intellectual side uh, have already started to kind of perceive, start to get a negative uh, perception in, in our cultural you know, reality right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Basically, the, the 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 video itself kind of breaks down pseudo intellectualism. It, it, it mainly looking at a few different people, looking at uh, Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson, and Ben Shapiro uh, for points of critique. But before we do that, I want to get into what the intellectual dark web is. Yes. So, in case you don't know, it was sort of coined by, uh, sorry. Eric Weinstein, one of the Weinstein brothers, um, in a uh, live conversation with on Sam Harris's podcast uh, with Ben Shapiro, who was also there. Yeah, and Eric described the IDW as a loose group of public intellectuals who don't necessarily agree with each other on every issue, but nonetheless are talking about issues that the that other public I- issues seem to deem as taboo. Yeah. And it's also important to point out that he,
0: he also kind of acknowledges that, that intellectualism,
1: you know, it, it, it's
0: it been whether for university, it's been a very, very small select group of people that have been involved in that. And it yeah. hasn't been, on like the cultural forefront yeah however with the invention of of the podcast platform yeah it has provided people that may have not had a platform or may have not had an excessive reach before with this this way of of this new way of conversation this Mm -hmm. new way of of exploring or talking out ideas that that wasn't as popular now as as has skyrocketed i feel like there are I, I hear ads for new podcasts legitimately every single day yeah. somebody has a new podcast yeah ad. so it's we see the growth in this this median and we, we see a space in this median yeah. for for intellectuals. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that, to, to define that as, as people that have either have made a career in academia or, or have had backgrounds of, 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 of prominent schools or have, have written books or have have basically have always been kind of known in their fields. Mm -hmm. And always have been kind of known within the people, the small niche that's in there. And now they've kind of expanded to this wider market. And that's kind of where, you know, that piggybacks it. That's sort of of, where we're going. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the, um, I don't want to say proponents of the IDW, but certainly somebody who uh, brings in those type of hard conversations is somebody like Sam Harris. Yes. And his podcast. I had been a listener of his podcast since, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe. 2013 2014 around there when his podcast started becoming a little bit more popular and i would just been listening to it i really enjoyed it and it's what ended up making me want to do uh philosophy yeah and then things started to change a little bit with the rise of trump you know he wasn't elected just yet but there were inklings of that coming around and uh, Sam Harris went on the Bill Maher uh, show, and he was called a racist and a transphobe by ben uh, by Ben Affleck. That was crazy. Yep. Um, and then uh, Trump gets elected, and and things start to spiral down. Hill, and all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, all of these academics who, as you have said, like have had prominent careers. Like we know of these people, they've yes. ha- they've had uh, long standing works. You know, people like Stephen Pinker and uh, and others come out and be like, look. Like you, there are two sides here who are fighting one another, you know, you have the left and the right. And then in the center, it's kind of these people who realize that like, these are sort of where these problems are coming from. This is why we don't agree is because we're not really exploring why we are at each other's throats as well as we could be. Yes. Um, and I think a common
0: misconception too, is what I have is, and I think this is, it's exactly what happened to us on our Antifa episode. Mm -hmm. This is what I mean.
1: Well, it was liberalism and then, sorry, I guess the, 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 yeah, yeah, the Antifa MBS news
0: segment of, of, of of that episode, because this is what I'm saying. So when you have these intellectuals come on or these academic figures and they are talking about, this is what the left is doing that we disagree with. Right now, if you are critiquing the left, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're on the right. Yeah. Like, it could mean that you are also maybe, maybe you're modern, maybe you're left leaning. And yeah. like, there's a few things that you have a critique on. It's just like, you don't have to believe the opposite, you know? Yeah. And I think I, the example I've used prior before, is just like, look, if I, you know, if I'm critiquing you, mm-hmm. you know, I I would hope that you're just not assuming that I believe the opposite or that. Cause I might share your goal. I might just maybe critique your pathway. Yeah. You know? And I think that that that's the problem here that the majority of people don't see it as like maybe a critique of a pathway or, you know, maybe, it, maybe even though they're critiquing the left them, they, they are assuming on face value that if they're saying this about this, then they must believe in the opposite. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that kind of polarization, it basically is what it does. It just pushes people further out to the extremes. Yeah. And it, it, it just makes it difficult to have any meaningful conversation and that's where this idea of the idw you know the dark web is this idea on on it's not an idea but it on the internet there is the dark web that or the deep web as it's uh, more commonly known that is much harder to access and it's also where most of the internet is it's it's really strange like most of of how we view the net are through uh certain browsers and they can allow us to get to certain um http addresses or ip addresses sorry not ip addresses but uh it allows us to see a portion of it but not the whole thing and that's sort of where the inspiration came from Mm -hmm. that's where eric weinstein sort of coined the idea it's just like you know but he did it sort of euphemistically yes he wasn't really being strictly yeah and, and
0: and then the culture of 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 the 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 mini culture of people that enjoyed what these people were doing, like latched on to that name,
1: yeah, and yeah. just rolled with it, mm-hmm. you know, and hard. yeah, hard. hard.
0: Yeah. And like we've talked about, you know, outside of this, even Sam Harris has acknowledged the, the you know everybody's been calling them the IDW or the Intellectual Dark Web, and he doesn't even kind of
1: back that term yeah like he doesn't support that term it's like it was just sort of an offhand phrase right He named like, it the title of that episode you know. right and so and the thing is is like look and I, I will give
0: ian is the one that introduced me to sam harris and and, and i've been listening to to his podcast and, and what i love about it is is just the conversations and even if i don't agree with anything i just enjoy he has some very interesting smart people on his show yeah and like you said it has led me to to like for example um uh, Robert Sapolsky. Right. I wouldn't have known about him and his book on neuroscience behave without Sam Harris's podcast. Tristan Harris with his, right. with his, uh his, his, his understanding of social media and what it's mm-hmm. doing to us. That, that came from Sam Harris's podcast. So there's just, there's people that have been on his podcast that I have then gone. I was like, okay, they're saying something interesting. Right. And, yeah. And then he's always like, look, where can people find you? So like, he's also. The, what sam is doing and, and other people are doing they're also providing with their their growth to fame or the the the, the more well known they get they are giving these academic people that may have never had a race real place because it's like look if i am a professor of of this at harvard right well yeah i might release a bunch of articles that are peer reviewed and i might do a book that is required for a class or certain people read mm-hmm. but is the average person going to go buy a stephen pinker book probably not yeah. You know what I mean is yeah. you know, college is expensive and it's really hard to get access to this information and so just to have these platforms where these smart people can come on and talk about books they've written or things that they've done and, and give their points of view and, and and us as a listener we get to just take that and and if I don't agree with it then cool I move on to the next episode or maybe <laughs> yeah. I like it and I can study it yeah. like or look into it like for me it is expanded my mental capacity tenfold.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, in a absolutely. personal
0: anecdotal stance, uh, like personal anecdotal, like set or, or statement, yeah. is that I think that what they've been accomplishing about expanding conversation and trying to understand, like,
1: I, that has benefited me in several ways. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you've just been exposed to things tenfold. Like, you, again, you like you said, you know, like you can hear somebody, you're like, oh, well, I don't agree with what that person is saying, but now I have this new lens to look at. Uh, you know, whatever the, or issue why, is. you know, yeah. it's
0: like, if I go, whoa I don't agree with that. Per- well, why, why don't I agree
1: with that? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know,
0: and so then like, for me, it's because they were explaining their why. So even though I'm not a part of the conversation, I still feel like I'm it's a like, part of it. So shit, I don't have shit. a reason. Yeah. I need to
1: explain why. Yeah. You know? yeah. I can't just tell you that because
0: I don't like it. Yeah. Like, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like, I guess you may not, I mean, that's valid. I mean, it's know? valid. You don't have to owe anybody
1: more than that, yeah. but feelings th- don't care about your facts. Josh. I, <laughs> feelings don't <laughs> care about my facts. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I guess. Yeah. So, you know, and I had a, I had a really similar sort of awakening in, in a way. Well, wow, I'm just like, just like, look how loud our volume spikes are. <laughs> um, I, I had a really similar awakening. Uh, you know, obviously I was getting a lot of the same stuff from Sam Harris, but somebody who is critiqued in the video is Dave Rubin. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave Rubin, uh, if you don't know, he is a comedian who used to be part of the Young Turks Network, and he was uh, sort of on their political commentary side. They're this very, very left leaning, uh, organ news, online news organization. They're mainly on YouTube and they have their own website anyway. Well, after the Trump, uh, election, uh, or no, I think it was actually before Trump election, but Sam Harris went on to talk to Cenk Uger, who's like the head of the young Turks. And they had a very sort of nasty back and forth. And I guess Dave Rubin felt that they weren't being charitable enough to Sam Harris. So he went off to go start his own show it was a, it's an inter, it's a interview based show at, called the rubin report and he has on all different kinds of people a lot of political stuff going on but also you know i mean he had on uh uh stephen fry and um uh, he even interviewed larry david uh and i guess like learned a lot from larry david anyway uh that being, or sorry not larry david uh david god who's the long time late night guy uh shoot Larry King. Larry, Larry King. King. I'm sorry. Not Larry David. <laughs> like Larry David. I'm yeah. Like, you no, learned no. a lot of stuff from Larry David. That's awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, that would be cool, but no, Larry uh, King, I'm sorry. Uh just <laughs> just want to make that correction. No, there you go. That's um, clear. That's... So uh but Dave Rubin has been getting flack because he seems to be this guy who is just sort of a yes man. Sure. Uh, yeah. And, and no granted a I I I don't watch all have. I don't watch every show that he puts out. You know, I mainly watch a show when somebody interesting that I like comes on there. But every once in a while, there's somebody uh, new who I you know learn about uh, and I watch on there. But mainly, he has these guests on who are both from the left and the right, and he just lets them talk. And you know, and he pushes them back on some things. But the fo- for the most part, is just an interview show. Right. And he is criticized often for not pushing back uh, because he's not a journalist. So. It, it makes sense that he doesn't have the experience to do that sort of thing, but also that he has on mainly people from the right and alt right. right. Well, like you said, if, he, yeah, um, alt right, yeah. Because well, like he's had said, on like people like Stephen Millionou and, and, uh, or, or and that members. one
0: guy that, that thinks that the, the sizes, the cranium sizes are different in the video he talks about that we'll get oh, to. Oh, like,
1: yeah. No, that's Stephen Molyneux. Oh, that, yeah. that's right. Was, that's like, right. Yeah. Uh, they, who's sorry. a phrenologist. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing um, is, too, is, and I think, phrenology. too, it's
0: like, like you mentioned, he was a comedian that kind of like had moved on to do stuff. So, like, for me, it's like, if you're not, trained in, in you know in logical thinking or 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 maybe critical understanding and he probably doesn't want to put his foot in his own mouth and it's just like like here's a platform to understand and maybe like you know he is trying to maybe show that again like what we're kind of doing so the reason why i kind of i maybe i'm more sympathetic to dave ruben is because you know our fear is or my fear is that like we're doing this podcast and people are gonna look into us and they're gonna be like well these guys have no credentials whatsoever why the hell are we listening to that <laughs> And that's why we we talk about promoting self education because we we think that look the average person is not also going to be a scholar but we we tend to value a lot like social media has given yeah. everybody a voice yeah. and we tend to love our own opinions
1: oh yeah very like, much like so. and
0: we love to dish out our own opinions we love to that's create why I listen to
1: every one of our episodes three times
0: yeah just to make sure yeah so but for me though it's just like because of that like I thought look if I'm going to value my own opinion I want to start practicing like building logical arguments, what it's like to to, to 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 critically think about an issue to where instead of sh- like straw somebody i want to steel man someone yeah. i want to be able to understand their argument in order for me to further mine which is a h- huge thing that's taught in debate class. class yeah like in debate they teach you you cannot debate unless you understand the side that you're debating yeah exactly like that's like a that's oftentimes like
1: in in, de, in early debate classes they basically teach you to defend the other person's position yes you know because you
0: um, if you can if you know how to defend their position then you know how to break it down yeah like, and, and that, so that's why I, I admire, I guess, what Dave Broom is because like, here's what you're seeing as a guy that's maybe not as, as not as further along academically as these people that he brings on. Maybe doesn't even agree with him, but you're watching somebody hear these point of views, whether or not like you'll see, you even see him like react to certain things that are said. Yeah. And then maybe like he's fills in for like me where I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm also not a, a scholar elect, but you know what? I'm also going to try to interpret this and well, see what I can yeah, get because
1: out of he, I mean, Dave Rubin seems like the guy who is clearly sick of the hyper, uh, political correctness that's going on from the left. And obviously a, uh, a, a severe lack in open communication among certain issues. Now I think where critiques are, uh, do rely here is that, you know, he does have on people like Stephen Molyneux and doesn't push back. He, I mean, in that clip uh, that was used in the video, Stephen Molyneux gave quote unquote facts about the brain sizes of African Americans Versus white Americans. Yeah, just ridiculous. And it's just like, it's that's fucking made up. You gotta say some you shit gotta, about that. Like, you nope. gotta be that's like, that's not no. fucking true, like, man. Like, I might
0: not even be a scholar, but, like, you're fucking spouting nonsense yeah, right now. Yeah, that's not true. Like, and so I guess you're right in that context because it's like, for me, what I benefit from doing this is, is no, no, I want to, I want to counterbalance. I want to, I want to learn, I want to self-educate and I want to read and I, I want to be able to come back and, and use knowledge that I can go, you know what? Yes, I didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a degree. However, like... I was able to find these platforms that are having particular people to help me on my pathway forward of of self-educating and being more aware and more intellectual. But you know what goes along
1: with self-education that is also part of our mantra is intellectual skepticism. Yes. And one of the things that's really important, Carl Sagan talked about this in having a – uh, a baloney detector or bullshit detector oh we should we just we need a soundboard we do yeah, well,
0: because it's, it's, even it's, us too like look at our podcast like one of the reviews one of the five star reviews that we have on itunes right now is is a is a guy that said uh, something along the lines of i don't agree yeah with some of the things that josh and ian say however they got me to think and I admire their passion yeah. towards the topics. Great. That. And Great review.
1: I, I love
0: that. review. Love that man. Because love that man. Because <laughs> what I'm saying is, is what, what's nice about that is yes, Ian and I are acknowledging on average that you're not going to listen to us and you're not going to just sit there nodding your head aggressively. Oh, to everything yes, we're saying like, And that's like, not what we want. Like yeah. if you, if you have, if there's something inside of you that hears like Ian say something because, and you're like, oh my God, that's the most ridiculous, awful, horrible, stupid, uh, terrible. He should probably just just like drive away and never come back. Like no, I, I think that's what I feel. I guess I just told you what I feel.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> what do no, I do
1: with myself? No, now? But what I am meaning
0: though is just like or you hear something that I say. You know what I mean? Right. You're not you're not on point with what I say. So what what we want from that is if you if you're if you are if that like sparks your curiosity, or if that sparks something inside of you. Can you do that closer you, to the mic? There we go. If that sparks something inside of you, and you want to investigate that why does you might think oh my God why, why did why, why did what he just say why
1: did I feel that way yeah
0: why did I feel that way you yeah. know and you want to explore that like that's the point you know yeah. what I mean we're exploring yeah. this on Mike that's why we're doing this and I think that we got our I'm gonna say this we kind of got that inspiration from listening to these podcasts that that have been yeah. dubbed IDW yeah. Yeah. and we wanted to come out with a different approach we wanted to say that like look it's not just intellectuals that can do this. Right. It's, it's normal people that yeah. have the ability to, to critically think and, and self-educate. Yeah. And that's important. And I feel like people are starting to lose sight of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so I think moving forward, one of the things that's uh, important to bring up here is Colette. So Colette is this online magazine. Uh, you used Colette. to be your Fabie, remember?
0: Back in, I mean, the, back I, in the day. I, I still
1: really enjoy Colette. Sure. I, I meant I uh, yeah. Fabie in the sense I mean, we would, we bring that we up covered, a lot of articles. A, yeah, in the beginning,
0: yeah. we covered a lot of yeah. Colette articles. There was, just at
1: the time, I was reading oh, a lot of Colette. Tap the mic. Yeah. Sorry. That's my bad. Sog in my yeah. hands. Jesus christ um i can do it too there you go um (laughs) uh, yeah so i mean back i mean i just you know i i there was a lot of great articles coming out at the time Mm -hmm. on colette and i i like the content but that doesn't mean that every writer on there i agreed with and one of the things that's i think important about what colette is is that i mean it was started by uh claire Lehman. she is a um Uh, I guess, an ex-psychology graduate um, out in uh, Australia. And I guess she... I think she describes herself as uh, center-right, or at least moderate in that way, and wanted to start a platform that where she could bring together voices who weren't talking about really important issues, whether it be free speech or evolution and psychology and philosophy and all these different combinations. And I think because Quillette and that platform has drawn in a lot of these people who sort of, uh, have had the IDW identity put on them. They've been writing for these out- outlets, you know, Steven Pinker, Michael Shermer, um, uh, the I like Weinstein too. That's I, another person. I, I, love Michael I love Michael Shermer. Michael Shermer. He's great. Yeah. Um, I, he's, he's a great writer. Good and, book. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Let's see, the Weinsteins have been on there. Uh, Heather Hine, uh, uh, uh Brett Weinstein's wife, has been uh, written on there. Uh, so many great, I mean, there are a lot of great works on there. That I it's even provided platform for student student writers. Yeah, too. exactly. Like, so um, have
0: built platforms on there as well. Uh, yeah. So.
1: Oh my gosh. Like, why am I forgetting his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. He was on Sam's podcast, and he's written for uh, Coleman, News, Coleman, Coleman Hughes. Coleman Hughes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's I mean, he's an undergrad philosopher mm-hmm. like I am, at uh, Columbia State University, and he's uh, gotten platforms on there. Of course, he's also written for the New York. Sorry, not the New York Times, but the, for
0: the New Yorker. No, the uh, New York Magazine. No, not New York. No. What are uh,
1: what, why am we blanking this? I can't remember what, what else he's he, he's written for a bunch of publications Yes, and yes. he's, he's, he's becoming very successful and, and he sort of got his start on Colette and mm-hmm. he's a very smart young man. I mean, really, he really yes, is. Yeah. And, um, so I think what's important to, to consider here is like when you're comparing, let's, co- let's compare Colette to the New York times for a second. Obviously the New York times has been around for much longer. It has a lot more money and they have a gigantic editorial board. Yes. Um, if you read an article in the New York Times uh, one day, it doesn't mean you're going to agree with an editorial the next day. Right.
0: You're right. not. You're not. You're not committing. Yeah. To everything the New York yeah, Times. Yeah, like has they written. have an opinion section.
1: They have multiple writers writing in. Right, and so if you uh, have an opinion section, they, that's what they are opinions. So you're not going to agree yeah. with everything. Now, they're No, granted, doing. the New York Times is largely left leaning. Right. You know, they largely publish publish people who are on the left just like national Review publishes mainly people who are on the right mm-hmm. Colette happens to I think publish people who are fairly moderate maybe center right I think that's fine to admit that sure um what's bizarre to me is to call Colette this scent uh, of the center or hotbed of pseudoscience so I had this Twitter exchange not too long ago with this prominent YouTube creator. Oh, shocker! Yeah, no, I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, can you believe this guy? Yeah, yeah, uh, shocker! Never would never would have thought that. Um, so I, yeah, this back and forth with this uh, Twitter or sorry, with this YouTube creator about he he was criticizing Colette for uh, for promoting pseudoscience, and I just asked him, I'm like, what can you point to me what articles on colette you you think have pointed to that and he just doubled down like without giving any examples and then he continued to uh say that it promoted phrenology which is the study of head sizes which is what we actually referenced earlier a minute ago with Stephen molyneux who is certainly pro phrenology and wrong yes i'm saying that he's wrong josh is saying that he's wrong we don't believe in that shit and 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 this guy, I'm going to just name him, Dan Olson is his name on Twitter, uh, he has said that Quillette is a promoter of phrenology. I don't even think they've published anything from, uh, from Stephen Molyneux or anybody who believes in phrenology, not to my immediate knowledge. And I asked him, I'm like, please, can you send me? Or any listener –
0: yes necessary
1: podcast at gmail.com yeah please email us in i would love that quillette has promoted phrenology or no not even that but if you
0: if you know an article like on Colette or anything like that that that, that backs that send it to us we'd love to read it Um, we'd love to uh, to move forward yeah Yeah. exactly
1: um but i just i couldn't get a a good response and then of course later i was called a phrenologist for for promoting quillette and it's like okay well i don't I'm not. It was so a piggyback of
0: beliefs, you know, like we exactly. talked about earlier. It's yeah. just a piggyback of, and here's the thing. And this is where, you know, you know, again, reading Coddling of the American Mind, it, it, it's just, they, they talk about how, you know, the, the current culture of, of, of the, this, this, the sensitivity or this fear of, of like words or speech as being just as violent or, 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 or as negative right. as actual action, you know? And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be fair that we don't agree with that. And you know we think that there's a separation here, and so I, I, for me I always think I've always been critiquing because I you know people tell me that oh you're an overthinker. I'm like I don't think that I'm an overthinker. I just think that there's certain things where I just I'm all about context. So I just want to know the context of certain things because as science and anything else that works, I feel the more data that I am downloading. Yeah. You know, the, the, the outcome of my response could be more defined or I can have more understanding because again, we can know that, that, that the, the, reason why thought experiments exist is because it provides different context where the initial theory may be untrue. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like I said, I use an example in the book that I'm writing is I talk about how like skydiving, right. Where you can have a friend that says, I'm never going to go skydiving. And then how many times you go, well, what if this? And you may not even realize what you're doing, but you're actually giving a thought experiment. You go, Yeah, but what if I paid you a thousand dollars? you do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you go and you go, you're really gonna pay me a thousand dollars? I'm like, just theoretically, what if I just pay you a thousand dollars? And I said you yeah. can't do it. And he goes, Well, you know, I get, with a thousand dollars I so guess well, if you're gonna pay me a thousand dollars, I might do it. Yeah. So then there there is the thought experiment. That's where it of, breaks down like never exactly yeah, yeah. So there is a, a context that you just brought up. The context of me giving you a thousand dollars. Now your premise of never skydiving has now started to wane. Yeah. Oh, I might skydive them with a thousand, fa- or maybe make it twenty thousand. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay, and then you just provided me so with It's a like, context. I'll pay
1: you twenty million dollars to suck Donald Trump's dick.
0: Right. You know, and for twenty million, I might consider it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what twenty I mean? million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money for yeah. just you know for like like two minutes of awkwardness. I'm yeah. pretty good.
1: Yeah. Two two <laughs> minutes. God, hopefully it's only that long. Uh,
0: uh, no, but what I'm yeah. saying though is like you know to get uh, sorry for that visual, everybody. But the point that I'm the point that I'm trying to make here. Is is simply that a given premise might be changed, might change given a context. Yeah. And the only way that you're going to know different contexts is to be exposed to different ideas. Yeah. And I think that in order, if you really want to solidify your own ideas, you should support the the opposition in the sense of, you know what? Fine, I will read your article about whatever you think it is. Now, I'm not going to assume that you believe the opposite. But I'm going to find a ways. Like if I don't if I don't agree with you, I'm not going to say like oh all of Quillette's bad. I'm going to say you know what? no I don't agree with this person. And then I figure don't it agree out. with that writer
1: that writer either, or yeah. I don't
0: agree with that yeah. one piece. You know yeah. you can't that it's just this yeah. weird hodgepodge. We're just like it's just because it's easy. And yeah. I don't mean that in a rude way. I just no mean no that, you're right you're like, absolutely right like 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 brain wise and logistic wise it's just easier to go you know what like if you're saying that then then you must believe like if you're saying that you like Quillette, and these are the reasons I don't like Quillette then because you like it, and these are the reasons why I don't like it. Then you obviously agree with the reasons why I don't like it. Yeah, because exactly. you agree. Yeah,
1: it. yeah, exactly. And it's it's just one of those things. It's a logical like, fallacy. It's most not. of the time too. You know, I find that uh, I, that I have pro people online. You know, asking them, I'm like, well, what what articles don't you like on Colette? It's like, well, I've never read anything on Colette. I'm like, oh, uh, oh, you haven't. Well, that, that's how – how can you critique it then? It's one of those things – remember we had a, a back and forth um, uh, a few ep- – actually more than a few episodes back about feminism. Yes. And I said that one of my reasons – you know, I obviously had some uh, some skepticism about modern-day feminism. So you know what I did? I fucking took a feminism class Yeah. because I can't fucking critique it if I don't understand it. Right. God damn it. So wow, I get just, passionate yeah, about that. I just, it's just one of those things where it's just like why aren't we giving – the things they're doing more than also justice. too. Well,
0: if you go back on that too because it's like I don't I don't think you're anti-feminist when you want to critique feminism. Like I don't think that that's the case with you. Not I mean, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, then
0: maybe that I took the wrong turn there. No, no, I, I'm
1: I'm I, saying like no, I'm not the, like completely right, the against same, or for feminism. Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm
0: saying is just like it is just this idea where it's like so I think the common misconception it's here It's not binary. Exactly, it's yeah. not they're not interconnected, and, and like so. For example, if I bring up a, 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 a critique of this just to critique you, where I'm like, you know what, you said this. Well, what about this, this, and this, and this? And then all of a sudden, I'm now labeled like this, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, no, no, I wasn't. I literally didn't even believe any of that. I just like I
1: was just asking, I'm just
0: asking, or either to clarify or making a contextual point, or or trying to maybe shift your perception by bringing this up. And it's like, look, critiquing something doesn't necessarily
1: make me pro the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how. Yeah, I had this uh, great uh, history teacher in high school who every time there was a, a discussion in class uh, and we were trying to argue for one way, he would argue the opposite no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. And like literally we, we could, you could be arguing something and he would be arguing against it. And then five minutes later, he'd be doing the opposite is great. Uh, his name was uh, Rod Hansen. I don't know if you ever had him. I, mean, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I never had Rod
0: Hansen, but I, Mr. Hanson. Yeah, yeah, he was great. He
1: was, yeah, he was great. Um, so I, I do want to move on a yeah, really little further let's into go this ahead. video. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's,
0: yeah, so it's, it's, it's Curio, I think, so it's pronounced. But the video is called The Aesthetics of Intellectualism, or Why Nietzsche Sucks. Right. And he opens, this is I thought was interesting. He opens with this quote from Aristotle. It is man's duty to discern fact from fiction and for each man to challenge the world in this way every day. That's what he opens with in the video. Interesting.
1: Yeah. It is interesting that you, that he chose that.
0: It I, is I, because it, it, maybe and again, one thing you need to understand is like he he's 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 comedic in his approach. Yeah. It's he it's, is
1: attempted to be satirical.
0: Right. So it's you have to, it's like it's almost this this interesting blend because a lot of the times when you when you are he's basically taking a satire comedic approach to his actual own beliefs. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And so that, that's what I found difficult, because when I first watched it, I'm like, is this just satire? Does he actually believe this? Does he not believe this? Is, like, is he just making fun of this, but he actually like understands what they're doing? Yeah. Like, I had all those questions when I was watching it, because I'm like, this just feels like satire. However, you know, I guess you had said looking into kind of his, his history, th- these are some of the things he does believe. Yeah. So then you, you had to understand that, like, so I guess if anybody goes and watch, I'm sure you're going to put the video in the show notes. I will. So if anybody goes and watches it, just understand that it, it is what he believes. It's just a satire approach, which I found some, somewhat hard to digest in certain moments. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did too. Yeah. It was just like, it was actually hard to take seriously, you know, yeah. mainly because of his approach. Um, so he, as we said earlier, he uh, criticizes a few. Different figures here, mm-hmm. and it's mainly Dave Rubin, Ben Shapiro, and Jordan Peterson. He does throw some shade at Sam Harris, yes. Which I, I just I do want to bring up that real quick. You know, he Sam Harris has been criticized for a long time for being Islamophobe, right? And I mean, he's not. He's not. I mean, here's I, the thing. I know, will I will
0: give I will give credit that most recently on Sam's podcast, he has come off more whiny than he has before. And I don't mean that in like you know he's still. Sam, yeah, but I do, I do kind of like. I he's getting tired. He's starting, he's getting tired. Is yeah. what I'm seeing, and yeah. and I agree. It's like here's the problem again, because he is the ultimate person of they cannot separate his critiques from what he believes in. Yeah, and if you're going to critique something, it means you absolutely hate it. And here's the downside. This is why it gets tricky, because there are people. So this is, I think, what's happening is this: when he critiques like a religion like Islam. uh uh-huh. He, People are going, when you do that, even if you're trying to be genuine in your critiques, all you're doing is you're like, because, okay, let me rephrase this. Oftentimes, people use their own feelings and emotions, and they imply that. They they retrospectively try to use facts and stuff to to justify their own beliefs. So we as humans, we believe a certain thing, and they're like, you know what? We're going to try to pick, cherry pick everything to, to feel comfortable in our beliefs. Mm, yeah. And so when you criticize something, other people like, oh shit, I hate those people. Yeah, I'm going to use that. That's good. What he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. That's what he yeah, said. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Are you going to judge Sam for how it, other people interpret his works? And so this, we get back like, like the state of comedy, we get back into this, this concept of, you know, when you put stuff out in the world, Yeah. like, are yeah. you responsible for how it's interpreted? However, the difference of Sam, Sam has made it very clear intellectual skepticism is part of his deal learning and being smarter and trying to understand the opposition and having a clear
1: argument for why you say what you say that gets thrown out the window. I, I also, I also too want to note that like, this is part of the trouble of where we're at in our culture. Sam, you know, he, is a very long-winded speaker. He is. He doesn't that's like why it resonates with I, me. I know he doesn't like to admit it, but he's very much like Jordan Peterson in this way where he would just talk and talk and talk. But the thing is, is like, that's important. Yeah. Because if you're not listening to what he's saying, then it is easy to pick out the parts like, oh, racist. Oh, white supremacist. Or whatever, whatever accusations that you have against him. You know, like, he, some of his podcasts, I mean, a lot of his earlier ones, I mean, go to like, two or three hours. I mean, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast one time and they talked for five hours. Yep. That's it. That's insane. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's one of those things where we live in a world where if you can't digest something in five minutes or less, mm-hmm. then it's not worth talking about. And one of the things that what Sam does, what you and I do, uh, and what I think this loosely defined IDW is, is really taking a deep dive into this and not just looking at things face value and sam if you listen to what he has to say, you do not have to agree with him, not at all. But if you listen to what he's saying, like he has some critiques that don't necessarily align with trans, or sorry, not with transphobia, but with Islamophobia. Yeah, we'll get there. But even um, even
0: like you know, you look at like Ben Shapiro, we'll, we'll yeah, get to because yeah. he's critiqued a lot in the video. But you have you have Sam that's just like, look, he acknowledges that like he appreciates what Ben Shapiro's trying to do. However, Sam disagrees with him on a lot of shit, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. and and they have gone some pretty heated exchanges they have it they have you know? yeah and and it's just like even even sam was calling out ben for for like straw manning in a sense mm-hmm. like yeah you know, so you even have you know, ben does a lot he does a lot yeah so it's like so even people so in this video he's critiquing these two people however the people he's critiquing blanketing them in this one concept they actually attack each other for similar things that he said
1: yeah because like,
0: that's the point it's it's exposure to these ideas to be able to
1: formulate a stronger one or yeah. a better one yeah so yeah why don't we move on to ben shapiro then let's move on that to, seems, ben that shapiro. Seems to be. so ben shapiro he is a uh orthodox uh jew where he he's, he has like his am radio show called the uh the daily wire uh, and he um he also he studied law at harvard i think mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong but i i think that's it and I mean, he, 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 I think he's lumped in with this mainly because he's invited to college campuses all the time where he like has to have like a $500,000 security and, uh, and he like owns leftists and shit like that on YouTube. And the thing about Ben Shapiro is his common mantra. Josh and I joke about it all All the time. time. I made a joke about it in this episode is he likes to say facts don't care about your feelings And I think the premise of the video that we're referencing today is that there is this sort of false uh, uh, intellectualism uh, that is coming from figures like Ben Shapiro. And the thing is what Ben Shapiro does often is when he's – and uh, this video even uh, brought in uh, another woman who was apparently a seasoned debater. Yeah, Sarah Uh, Zedd is uh, who has claimed that she said that she
0: was, and she makes the claim that she is – won debates she's she's uh moderated debates she was yeah. part of the debate team for a while um so she was very structured yeah. and and the deba- now granted i tried to look her up i wasn't able to find him josh couldn't find any credentials a- and i don't mean her. that like uh, in so a I'm negative not,
1: way he just couldn't find right. right so
0: all i'm gonna say is that i guess for now we will just we will, we're we gonna i think Ian and i are just gonna take the assumption that she knows what she's talking yep. about and and, and and sir is that yeah. if
1: you listen to our podcast we'd love to hear from you That'd yes. be Great. By the it's way, yeah, reach out to us because we yeah. did. I,
0: I did agree with with a lot of the things you were saying in that segment.
1: I yeah. I I actually yeah. That did segment well. was probably I the one that the biggest thing. More. The biggest critique that was presented towards uh, of uh, Ben Shapiro was that he often often follows uh fallacious rules of thinking mm-hmm. and, and and is and is quite illogical for as often as he props uh, logic and reason. Well again up. He, he just found he found a creative way to straw man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, He's not directly straw manning, but I uh, think he, he found a very creative way around it. So. Yeah he did. And it's just one of those things where it's honestly disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know so like one of his big things is he critiques the trans movement. Um, and it's Mainly because like he says, it's like, well, there are only two genders. Uh, and like, how, how could it be? Is like, look, just look at science. And it's just like, what's well, like well, silly too. Cause like you're an
0: Orthodox it's like Jew, like, bro. And you're, you're, on, you're, on, on, you're, you're thought, yeah. you are basing your arguments a lot on your religion as well. And yeah. how can you say facts don't care about your feelings when, when you, when you have these religious beliefs that influence it, that are yeah. not based in fact, Yeah, they're based in belief.
1: Yeah yeah like it's just I it's so yeah. hypocritical well, like, it's also too like just on the trans thing for a moment like he's he's speaking about gender when he often means biological sex and correct he mischaracterizes both of them correct and it's also funny too like he completely acknowledges intersex and yet throws trans uh, uh people out the window and it's one of those things it's like dude you're totally you're missing it but man. also
0: like look at it like of course he's gonna have an issue with that look at him on the Rubin report where he literally i think that one scene where he's just like Oh, that's, you know, I would never invite you and your husband over for
1: dinner, but like, I'm glad, you know, glad you're happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? That's, that's <laughs> you know, actually—it's—it's like, it's crazy to me. Like, like, like yeah, but, okay. So let's just say this: Dave Rubin is a gay married. Yes. And Ben Shapiro has been on his podcast several times, literally just like,
0: like spouting out like just, just, like, just like randomly. Oh yeah. Pho- by the
1: way, I'm totally uh, gay phobic or whatever. Yeah. You are <laughs> like uh, okay, this like, is like oh, this is oh, getting I weird. I mean, I'm gay, but uh, um, sure. Yeah, I guess
0: you can just say that, but you yeah. know, and then maybe another piece of like what, yeah. Dave Rubin's not backing himself, right, you just kind of take. That's it, true. Yeah. Just another example of like you'd be like, you know what? Uh, like, for, even for me, I'm just like, D- come on, Ruben.
1: Yeah, like, I know. Get in there, dude. I know. But that's the thing, though, too, is Ben Shapiro is a self-defined, like, religious conservative. Yes. You know, so it sort of fits the bill. Fair enough. I guess. You know, it's also strange, though, he's been criticized as being anti-Semitic. I don't know how a Jew. I mean, he wears I, a
0: yarmulke all the time. I yeah, just don't know. All the time.
1: All the time. Yeah, I just he doesn't wear it to bed. I I don't think. But. I don't think so. But he does. Th- but he, even like even yeah. like even.
0: But it, it's, it's funny. funny. He's a classic. You know. Even his ads are hilarious to me. Like <laughs> oh God, like, like fucking
1: Sunday's dude, show that he has. Yeah, the few the, 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 the yeah
0: the bench. i Am I dude, pre-record your ads? Like pre like it's like, the, like It, like like cuts over and you can see the, like the knee of the person. I'm like, wait, is he just having that person stand there and, and it, like while he reads his and then he does stuff like. Are you afraid of people breaking into your home? Well, this is home security. You have to protect your family, and everybody's out to kill you. So, home security. Anyway, so you're saying about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like,
1: oh, yeah, this it's a weird, it's a, a weird, it's a it's weird, a weird kind of yeah. format. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think, I think with, I think Ben Shapiro was probably the, the not the number one, but the the number two uh, person to critique, you know, in this video, in the sense that like. Ben Shapiro often, and I want to focus on this facts and feelings uh, issue here, is that uh, so you and I have, we've we've had conversations about this before about like logic, right, mm-hmm. reason, and stuff like that. And Ben Shapiro to me is one of those classic rationalists in the in the uh, vein of Descartes and, and others like him, where Ben tries to arrive at facts purely with rational thought. That's how he justifies his belief in God and all these other stuff. And it's one of those things where it is this sort of classic, I hate to say it, patriarchy and classic, uh, like male dominated philosophical fields that reason pure reason is better than the feminine emotions.
0: Yeah. But even so it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's still this it's, it's, it's reasoning that is, that is predicated
1: in a subjective sense of who he is. Of course. Well, of course. But the thing is, is like, um, you know, one of one of the biggest things I hate, did you see Captain Marvel, uh, the the recent uh, Brie Larson film that yes. came out like last year? So one of, I, I absolutely couldn't fucking stand that movie for a lot of reasons. One of the big reasons was that it was constantly this story of like, oh, you need to like use your mind and your reason over your heart, over your emotions and everything like that. And then she was supposed to realize that like, oh, I can use my emotions and everything and I'm much stronger and I'm a terrible superhero. But it was like that is a trope that has been with us for a long time like use your mind over your heart right sort of thing and honestly it's it's outdated i mean think about it like we use our emotions all the time all for the time. how we feel and we can not a lot of us can't control that we really can't we, we're stuck in the narrative in our heads yeah. we're stuck in and so yeah. to say that it is illogical to use your fucking emotions over thing is just it's silly it's false because that's not yeah. the world that we you're yeah. so yeah. right i yeah. love that point yeah. because and we talked a little bit
0: about this off mic because we, as human beings, we, we use our emotions and logic. We mm-hmm. use both of them. And sometimes we use our emotions first, then we try to justify See, it See, I'm, logic. I'm not even
1: going to push back on that in, in, a, in a friendly way. Sure. Here, that, that there is emotional, emotional logic and, like, rational logic, you know, in the sense that, No, but even—you like, even, cannot—what I'm saying is that I believe
0: that unless you're highly trained, the average person that is coming up with opinions or saying stuff— they're not going to be able to separate emotional logic from rational logic. They're of, gonna, course. They're gonna, they're, of course, of um, course not. Yeah. emotion yeah. is almost going to make them believe that they're that they do have a rational, yeah. uh, rational. And I think this is what's kind of happening with Ben in a sense.
1: Yeah, where it's like he's no, saying, it absolutely
0: is. Like yeah. he's saying, like, no, I'm not. I'm like really because when I watched you on what whatever, like they, they showed that clip of whatever, like British.
1: Uh, yeah, he had that uh, BBC quick debate on B, on the BBC on the BBC, with BBC that conservative uh, commentator uh, commentator. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Ben threw a
0: big old emotional fit. Yeah. You know, and then he went back and was just like, yep, I was underprepared for that, but I'm still right.
1: You're like, what? And I'm, I'm
0: paraphrasing there. Yeah. But however, it's just like, okay, because uh, that one moment I was like, you just acted like a child. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what are you uh, Yeah, like? No, that means that you have emotion and what you're doing. Yeah. And you, you tell people will factually care about your feelings. Well, you do when your feelings are attacked. Yeah. And it's just hypocritical to me. Like you cannot pitch that, but also take that. So one of the things I want to say that the yeah, Sarah that girl said, yeah. she said, She said that her problem with Shapiro is a lot of these videos that are being made about him destroying people happen to be with just college kids or people that show up. Yeah, He's dominated stage time. He gets to say as much more. They get truncated stuff. And so, yes, he is trying to... And her best... She said it's the, the debate equivalency of an average quality sprinter racing children and then winning yeah. a bunch of times then they go I must be the best sprinter in the world
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that was awesome yeah it's one of those things you know Like, I'll give so this video credit there's a lot of funny
0: shit that there, they do. there is there a, a lot is of is funny that. shit there they absolutely do. is yeah even you know, though I don't you know even though I think yeah. you, like we will get to but yeah, I, yeah it's, it's one of those things
1: out. you know like my my two-year-old right he's still having a hard time walking even though he's been walking for several months but he trips every once in a while because he doesn't know how to use his feet and I just look at him like why can't you fucking walk like look at me I can do it it's easy Easy, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking walk. Use your legs. um Yeah. So it, this video, it goes, it goes further. And I think. Uh, what do we want to transition into? Jordan Peterson a little
0: bit. So yeah, because I want to talk about the Fermi calculations because that was an interesting point that he made too as well. Sure. So okay. Keep...
1: Great. Yeah. So I think with Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson is, is an interesting case. And here's the thing, so, though, I, I'm,
0: I'm not even a fan of Jordan Peterson. This is funny, but like anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I. I like Jordan Peterson a lot. I think he is speaking to the nihilism that is present in in the world. However, his um, antidote for that is religion and religious thinking, and I I don't think that's right. Nope. Um, and but I do think that he is willing to take a really deep analytical dive into problems of the world and and show that these issues that we're experiencing now are not unique and they are deeply psychologically rooted. And I appreciate that about Peterson. Now, I think what, uh, this video is critiquing him for has some merit in the sense that I would agree with Jordan Peterson. He's banking on his ideas and he, you know, he's writing. You know, when he when he wrote uh, Maps of Meaning, that's largely an academic book, like it's it's mainly for uh, for students, right? But because of his increasing popularity and doing all these tours and whatnot, he sort of wrote a self help book, in Twelve Rules for Life. I mean, I bought it. I thought it would be interesting to read. You know, just to kind of see where he was coming from. I didn't write it as like a. I didn't buy it to get help. Right, but, but I, real quick know, though, let's talk yeah. about
0: when he talks about that because he brings up sure. the whole like you know again the whole my. He does talk about, and which is interesting because how can he not see this within himself you know this whole yeah. he's like, oh well, you know people like to digest stuff as fast as possible, and the pitch is like this one book is all you need, uh-huh. and we don't want to like dive in as, as as much we just want it to be as quick as possible, so that's why it's like you know the you know seven steps of long you know the seven love languages, or you have like yeah. the you know twenty one steps of this, and, and so he's like, of course, you have Jordan Friederson's twelve steps because yeah. it's easy, and it's it looks, it's it's not it's yeah. it's the he thinks that it's easy to digest but like oh well. Finally, I need to learn these 12 steps, Ain't ain't that bad. I have to read a whole book about it. I just got to read these 12 steps, you know, yeah, but yeah, it's exactly, masking a book. Exactly, so, you know. Anyways, or so. there's
1: like, you know, 21 lessons for the 21st century. Yes, or, that one too. He brings that one out. There's also like 20 lessons from the 20th century, things like that. And the bite thing Bite size, is, right? He says bite size pieces yeah, yeah, for yeah.
0: lazy people to get the most out with the least amount of work. yeah. This yeah, is, uh, when in curiosity. fact
1: he when in fact he only you know takes bite-sized clips from uh, people he dislikes and to show that they're wrong. Shots fire. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I just think that the type of of product that Jordan Peterson is selling, Jordan Peterson is selling intelligence in a way. He's selling competence. You know, he he he. I don't think he's a charlatan. I don't think he's trying to do that, but. That is his product in a way. Like he's like, look, you need to ha- if you need to take better control of your life, here are these steps to do it, and I'll basically make you successful in a way. It's kind of like Tony Robinson we were talking about off mic and in the, in the type of shit that he's selling. And of course, it's a, it's obviously different, you know. Jordan yeah, because I was, I brought up Tony Robinson in a negative. perspective. No, I know. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but, but uh, Jordan Peterson I think is one of those guys where I think he is absolutely genuine in how he feels about this, about these issues. He deeply cares about it. I mean, shit, man. Like I've seen several interviews with him talking deeply about how he's affected people. And he fucking cries on camera, you know, like, Maybe he's fucking bullshit in it. I don't think so. You know, I know, I know his apple know. cider vinegar shit's weird. I drink it every day. I'm fine. I, <laughs> I literally drink apple cider vinegar every morning. Yeah, and I think you're uh, an insane person for. I doing actually that, have not been okay. sick since I started doing it. That's okay. That's okay. I you know to, uh, agree to disagree. You know, but um, but I know Jordan Peterson is going through a hard time, and he he checked himself into rehab. Uh, lately, uh uh late, recently really for, i did yeah, not know that yeah for because what? he uh for anxiety medication because his wife has cancer oh, shit. and so he's um and so they've been going he's also had a lot of health issues um his uh he's been doing this carnivore diet to try and improve uh, on his health anyway i mean he's, he's kind of he's an older guy he's like in his late 50s or 60s i think and and so he's definitely going through some sh- through some shit um so but i but i think what this uh video was getting at is that people like Peterson? My the 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 person I think of is uh, Malcolm Gladwell, who writes all these books about like uh, shit. I can't remember any of his titles for his books, but yeah, I mean you know hold on, like let me, let me look that, him up. You go for a no, go no, for a second, and then I know I'll that. Look but, these up. but but what's
0: hilarious is I think because you didn't have a comma, you're like he writes all these books called oh shit. And so at first You had me I was at this moment I'm like He has a book called Oh shit I'm interested And I'm like Nope You literally just forgot Anything he's ever done Anything he said (laughs) So okay
1: Here we go Uh, Blink uh, The tipping point You couldn't remember Blinked Well, No I couldn't I'm sorry My memory is totally out there The tipping point Talking to strangers Outliers Oh, I've heard of Talking to strangers Yeah He's a fucking Journalist I guess I mean like I thought he was a, a Psychologist But I guess not Uh, I'm glad I didn't say that online. Uh, anyways, you know, he's one of those guys where he writes these books where like, here's the answer to this problem. And it's, it's simple and it's easy to digest. Now it's sort of pop science and, but there's a lot of truth in it. And I think that what we have to do better as consumers of that kind of stuff is go in and be like, okay, that's some interesting information. I'll take that and I won't, you know, use that as my be-all, end-all, and I think that's what this uh, uh, the author of this video is saying that we aren't doing.
0: Yeah, well, he's also you know his his entire pitch is about the aesthetics of intellectualism, not actually being intellectual. And I just I think that's dishonest. You know, I I don't think that. Like, whatever aesthetic you might think, a lot of it is what culturally has perceived of them, not necessarily what they're perceiving of themselves. You have to uh-huh. acknowledge that. Yeah. I think the second thing you have to do is, is like, so, for example, I think there is, there's, there's merit in wanting to, to make a quote-unquote pop science in the sense that there are some sciences that are, for example, like neuroscience. I think neuroscience is so important. Mm-hmm. Our brains dictate everything we do. Mm -hmm. normal people should have a, a we don't teach it in high schools. It's complicated. We don't, you know, we don't have any sort of base knowledge of it when we come out into the real world. And I think that there's people like, that's why I talk about Robert Sapolsky and his book behave, because that was one example of somebody who, who kind of made neuroscience in a more commonly digestible way. And the one thing I'll give credit for, and I guess I think they're sponsored. I think they're uh, also sponsored by Vox, but Netflix has a new series called the mind explain.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it gets kind of crazy and a little and a little interesting, but the mindfulness the part of it, I, what I did like is they talked about the brain being the ultimate time traveler. You know, the brain focuses on narrative of the past and narrative of the future, and what mindfulness is about is about paying attention to the present and being in the moment. And so I think right. why why I bring that up is because what what Curio seems to me is is he is so focused on narrative of 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 what these people are saying that like I feel like he's kind of losing the the present point of what they're making Mm -hmm. of is sometimes you have to break down the narrative and rebuild it. And, and they are taking ways and they think the best way to do that is, is, is by stimulating conversation and talking to people that you may not agree with or talking about things that, that might be a little bit more difficult to talk about. And, and so the one thing I will give Jordan credit for is even though I don't believe with a lot of what he says, he still gets me to think. He still gets me to be like, okay, well, that was weird. What the hell? Okay. let me kind of think through that, especially because
1: I mean, yeah, didn't I make you like watch some of those? uh... No, I didn't make you watch all of those uh, debates, but um... because
0: yeah, because here's the thing again, Sam Harris does not agree with a lot of the shit that Jordan Peterson is spouting. Yeah. You know, and even to the point where it's like, he's even like called Jordan Peterson out for a few things. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to say, cause again, Sam is very anti-religion in general. And that's the one thing people don't even understand too. Oh, he's an Islamophobe. No, he actually, Sam's like against all religions.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like yeah. he's not, he doesn't just hate. You can one also religion. call him a Jewophobe or and a Christian. Right. I mean want. like, you know, cause, and I guess it's a matter of like, you know, he understands his heritage is Jewish, but he doesn't necessarily, you know what I mean?
1: So it's yeah. like. It's a cultural view.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's just more of, he, he's got problems with all of it. And you see so you're cherry picking. And, and yeah. again, like I'm saying, I don't agree with Jordan Peterson. Do I think that, but then again, you also have to talk about the initial thing that made Jordan Peterson kind of famous, which had to do with the trans issue. Yeah. And, and him giving that huge spiel about, you
1: know, pronouns. Or, yeah. should, or we call, should we give background to that? Should I do it? Um, maybe so, just provide a little background. Yeah, in so case there people was don't know. back in God, what year was this? 2015. 2016 uh yeah 2016 i think there was this bill in the canadian parliament called bill c16 where if now it's the interpretations of it vary from person to person but basically you if somebody asks you to be to call them by their desired pronoun now this could be at university this could be um at um uh, public uh, employment or it could be you know it, pu- private employment if you refuse to call that person by their pronoun then there could be legal action taken against you to be removed from your position right now jordan peterson pushed against this as fundamentally anti-free speech in the sense that like well I don't have to call anybody i i don't want to now he's been very adamant about saying like look if i'm up and talking with a person like i have no I, I, I put no mind into into referring to them however they ask. Like, of course, like, if they want to be referred to as he, she, or whoever, I'll do that. But the thing is, is, like, putting it on the books, so that's what he had a problem with. And that got him in the news uh, mm-hmm. uh, very much so. I mean, it's how very, I heard Yeah, it's how, it's, it's how it he him.
0: kind of started. Yeah, and yeah. so that's that that was the catalyst that got. And so you you, you also have to think that, that that is not a very positive light to be shown sure. into the stage. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um because you're going to have people that are, are they're going to take offense to that in, in certain ways shape or form and, he's like
1: the, he's like the, the 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 21st century Charles Murray you mm. know who you know uh classically rode the bell curve you yes. know yeah so
0: what Sham has got in shade for having him on mm-hmm. our, Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah it's just yeah. so it's just one of those things where you know and you know we obviously we're,
1: we're coming down and we're closing in on right so
0: here, the thing that I I will say is I don't necessarily I don't know if, if i believe or the, as far as the validity of the IDW I I could I can I can give a shit about the name that it's been called yeah I am just saying that like from our endeavor of of thinking that Most people, when they critique something there, we are, we hear everybody's opinions and we see all this stuff and we just, we either get upset or we get mad or we get angry. And what I liked is here, here's our, here are people now excluding Shapiro (laughs) that, that want to have a conversation and discourse that, that do their best to try to avoid getting upset and continuing a conversation and trying to build off that. Yeah. And I can respect that. And yeah. that's something that I, I want to do myself. And I, and, and I do that for, from other things. I am definitely more left leaning. I'm definitely progressive. i definitely have these views and, and we differ on a lot of stuff. However, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm just going to, you know, hate you or, or want you to do whatever. When I run into people that are Republicans or, or people that share different views than me, I oftentimes, why is why do you believe this or why do you think that this is the best way? That's oftentimes the question that comes out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I would agree. You know, one of the things that you know we do, I mean, we disagree on all kinds of things mm-hmm. on the podcast, and of course, Josh tries to convince me that socialism is a good idea, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but, <laughs>
0: but socialistic implications within a see, capitalistic society, you see what society. I have to do you see what, you I have see to do what I'm it? saying? It's, it's context. You're taking me out of context.
1: Yeah. But you know what? You know, again, I mean, one of the things that we're doing here is like, we're willing to have the conversation. You know, if Josh says something that I disagree with, I'm going to want to know why, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to know why he thinks that and, and vice versa, you know, one of the early anecdotes that Josh told me about um and i think in his willingness to to participate in the podcast is when he had that uh, conversation with the uh your uh yeah one of my coworkers yeah one of your coworkers yeah. about Trump and like how Obama mm-hmm. was a war, most work hawkish president and when you merely inquired yes you were called an idiot or a moron. Yes, and it's, it's like, called a moron. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, for okay. simply
0: asking where, what did he read? Like, because I, I yeah. wanted that information. Yeah, like I was so shocked by his conclusion. Yeah, that I was like, I need to know the pathway you took to that conclusion because right. I am more curious than anything, and I got called a moron.
1: And, for and, that. Yeah, and and that kind of thing seems to happen more often. Just as I was expressing earlier, when I was asking somebody to to back up. Uh, their information about Colette promoting phrenology. All of a sudden, I was called a phrenologist. I'm like, oh, I don't. I mean, when have I done that, you know? And then they proceeded to, to like find images of me and like put them on the thread. And they're like, look at this guy. He's totally a fucking. He, they didn't call me a Nazi, but they were like, oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah, I was. I love like, that. I'm like, what? They even pulled fi- pictures of you. That's yeah. hilarious. I was like, this is whoa. It was bizarre. It was truly bizarre, but um i think we're closing yeah. i think we're gonna i think we can end it there um, yeah let's just do that there's a lot to that video that you guys can unpack uh, you bullshitters out there yeah yeah uh, we'll go watch the video, the video
0: make your own opinions on that this is just kind of a brief t- touch on, on exactly what he's trying to critique and the aesthetics of intellectualism and all that kind of jazz. and you know what i'm going
1: to do right now sure. curio if whoever whomever your name actually is uh, we will go out and find it and and you know if you want to come in and talk to us We'll talk to you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd yeah. Great. So Donnelly's down for conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks you guys. Um, yeah. We'll see you next time. Episode. Uh, this is episode number 27. We'll see you on uh, number 28. Yes.
0: And, and now it's time for Ian's favorite part.
1: Deuces. Goodbye. Bye. fam.
0: I mean, not favorite part is so that we're ending it as then He just hates that. I say deuces.
1: That's... I don't know if I hate that you say deuces, but, just, you it just, say... doesn't make any sense to me. Like, because it's bye, like deuces bye. Yeah, but it's just like I have two of something. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? Do I you stop? Don't no, 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 stop. Yeah, yeah, you stop. Okay. Uh, everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you.